Oren B. Andy G. How's it going, mate? I'm coming down with something today, to be honest, mate. I, I've, I haven't yeah. felt quite right. I felt about the man, get, getting the man flu. Yeah, we'll put it. We'll put it down to that. Something has been going around the extended family, and I caught up with said extended family recently. And actually, oh, no. this, af- this afternoon, the last four or five hours, something kicked in, and then just before this podcast, I had an hour's sleep, which I don't <laughs> normally do in the afternoon. And then a nap. <laughs> yeah, but feeling way better now. What about you? You're good. Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. Just bloody worn out. Working, working lots, and oh well, dealing with kids and dealing with everything else. So, <laughs> not, uh, not far away from the Christmas break. Nah, nah, it's going to be good, mate. Need a need a break. So yeah, started the week off on a good note, though. I finally passed my emergency response drivers course for fire and emergency, so I'm pretty stoked on that. Yeah, um, mate. I did. I did see that on Facebook, and I thought that's. Oh, I think you started working towards that, didn't you, before you left here? Was yeah, it? a few months back. Yeah, well, I did a little bit of it, yeah. Yeah, well, I got my Class 2 license so I could drive big trucks or bigger trucks um, about a year and a half ago solely so I could do my emergency drivers. And uh, now I can drive the big red trucks with the Ninors going. So, <laughs> <laughs> the Ninors. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll give you the most ironic story. I actually got my first official drive under lights and sirens last night at 11.30 p.m., Right? Oh, yeah. Can you yeah, believe cool. where we went? Oh, come on. This has got to be a good story. We went to my daughter's classroom at her school. <laughs> oh, really? Can you believe it? Yeah. yeah it, was was, it, it was a false alarm. It was like a, a faulty sensor, I think it was put down to. But yeah, the f- my first ever official call out as a driver for fire and emergency was at my own daughter's classroom. <laughs> Oh, what are the chances of that? Isn't that brilliant? Um, I'm pretty stoked, though, to have uh, come back home afterwards thinking, yep, they're going to school today. (laughs) Yeah, you're probably glad it was a false alarm. You wouldn't want it to be a real real one. Well, look, at the end of the day, uh, even though we're there to put fires out, we'd actually rather there were none. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. So there you go. The first official call out was an ironic one. Uh, Okay, do you remember our countin'? Two, three, four, five, tools down, up the mic. A tree guy, a radio guy, two best mates chatting on the fly. We're musos, we're dads, we're completely the same. We'll yarn about anything, it's all fair game. One hits nails, and one nails hits. We'll review good beers, and just shoot the sh- We're R&B. And this is Tradio, Tradio. Episode 6, kia ora to our Tradio podcast listeners all over the world. Uh, we have got Argentina and Italy now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we're getting further afield every time. Yeah, that's right. Uh, looking at the stats though, New Zealand has officially pipped the USA as the, most, um, as the country with the most listens. So the USA is now second spot, but that's fine. It's uh, quite neat uh, when I looked at the statistics a couple of days ago, which I sort of do once a week, uh, see how the podcast is going. I just noticed Argentina and Italy have popped up, which was cool. (laughs) Kiwi, probably. (laughs) Yeah, very possibly. But it's it's nice to see those countries just randomly popping up where we haven't actually gone into those countries ourselves uh, to do any publicity or anything like that. It's nice. Not that we can go to those countries at the moment anyway. No, can't even guard your back gate hardly. No, exactly. And uh, that's it, the bloody um, COVID's making its way down the North Island now, which is a bit disconcerting. Yeah, well, did you hear the story about the other day up here when they had the, the people in the boat? Did you hear about that? Remind me. Left, yeah, well, they left Kawakawa Bay in Auckland. They weren't even supposed to be there, I don't think, and they got in this little boat, dad, like a dad and his four kids come down this way and they were getting low on fuel so they came to Thames went ashore by the sounds of sea what I heard and they went and got fuel went and fueled the boat up and then went out back out to sea and then this is all it was stinking windy and horrible rainy day and then they went missing and there was a big search and rescue call out and all this oh, sort of stuff okay I did hear about the search and rescue but yeah. I didn't know the, the lead in story yeah yeah no they'd been to Thames supposedly oh. and then uh so then they ended up blimmin', uh, camping on a wharf somewhere and then they made their way back to Kawakawa Bay boat ramp the next day and the police were all there and waiting for them. And uh-huh. they were like, the guy's like oblivious, like, what's going on? <laughs> Jeepers, that's, oh a, uh, that's a fishing trip to write down for your grandma creds to read yeah, in the future. Well, 
got to hope he didn't bring bloody COVID down here with him because uh, we've actually got a couple of friends that are self-isolating in Thames here at the moment because they were in either Talpo or I think it was Talpo they were in and they were at one of the places of interest in Talpo at the time. Oh, dear. And, yeah, so they're now self-isolating in Thames here for 14 days. So, Jeez. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Before we know it. Yeah, well, that's a case in Masterton. There, there were cases in Wellington. I don't think there are now, but there may be again soon. Um, Northland, yeah. obviously. Oh, God, yeah. So just talking about my emergency driver's course, um, it was a four-day course recently. And I'm I'm so I'm majorly excited about this. I've just got to I've just got to tell you about it very quickly. So on the first day, we did some um, some skills testing uh, myself and three of my colleagues from the fire brigade. And we luckily there were enough of us to do the course out of where we are here in Christchurch, so we didn't have to travel too far afield to go and do the course. Did you have anyway, to learn to drive in reverse as fast as you can? <laughs> well, that's it's funny you say because um, day one we did skills testing and we actually had to do some slaloms with the fire truck through fire right. cones. And then when we got to the end, we had to do it in reverse. Um, <laughs> so that was good fun. Uh, then we had to do some emergency stopping. So basically the instructor would say to us, right, get up to, I think we only went up to 40 k's an hour, but in a, in a big truck that feels quite quick. Uh, yeah. When you're doing 40 k's an hour, he says, right, when I tell you, I want you to slam the brakes on. So anyway, doing 40 in a, in a safe area where there's no one else, a very um, private road with no no people around. But uh, slam on the brakes, sure enough, the truck stops on a dime. It's incredible. Really what it was was to <laughs> show us what the ABS is like, the assisted braking yeah, system. Yeah, yeah. You're doing handbrakes in the fire truck. <laughs> yeah, well, the, you can't really do handbrake um, turns in the fire truck. It's, it's not quite built like that, unfortunately. But what we did do, the instructor did it for us because we, we couldn't find a suitable roundabout. But he showed us how you can drive up to a roundabout, floor the truck, absolutely plant your foot and just full lock it around the roundabout. And there is a system in the truck which actually doesn't let it go any faster, so it won't tip. So, you know, absolutely flooring it and full lock around this roundabout and um, the truck just, you know, the truck's going for it, but it won't go any quicker and it won't add any power because it doesn't want you to tip it over. So it's a very clever system. Right. Yeah. Day two, we drive all the way from Christchurch right across the South Island to the West Coast. Um, and the four of us were basically doing 20-minute rotations as the drivers, and we were told just to give the truck, within the national speed limit, to give the truck as much as we could, taking corners, going up hills, downhills. Um, it is an automatic, but it's got a gear stick on the right of the wheel that you can automatically select your gears if you need to. So what he says is you control the truck, don't let the truck control you, so play with the gears and the exhaust brakes, and we did that. And uh, day three was a lot of gravel driving, so we're on metal roads. Well, gravel really driving in the truck now. Oh, mate. It was so good. <laughs> um, so we did a lot of that around a place called Lake Coleridge, which apparently is amazing trout fishing. So I need to go and suss that out at some point. Yeah, I'll come and, down and go with you. Yeah. And then we had dinner in Methven that night at a beautiful little resort town just near Mount Hutt. Great ski area. And uh, then we just did some night driving back to where we are to our fire station and then on the fourth day really was just a bit of um you know watching some videos and doing some consolidation stuff and actually practicing scenarios um where the instructor would take us around this around the town he would say right over there there is a car fire what are you going to do so you're going to approach the car fire and park the truck appropriately so it's cool you know citing the truck and knowing where to put it so it's out of harm's way and um, oh, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so we did a bit of that. Could be quite a bit involved in there, wouldn't there? Like trying yeah. to get the truck in the right position for a fire. Oh, and Absolutely. But we've got the luxury of the officer who sits in the front seat next to us who also is very clued up on where the trucks can go. So generally the officer will tell you, park it here, park it over there, angle it across the road and just shut the road off completely. So it's good. Um, oh, but yeah. the driver's responsibility is not just to drive to the incident. They have to get water going, so we, we have to be pump operators as well. So we've got to get water going to the firefighters who are going to go into a fire, for instance. So let's just use that as an example. And then once they've got water from the tank, then I've got to go and find a hydrant, which I would have noted as I was approaching the scene, so I know where the hydrant is, and I've got to run what we call a feeder hose to the to the um, pump so that the water is consistently coming from the hydrant rather than out of the tank, and we're not going to run out. 
Um, have to do like a weekend recon mission and drive around Christchurch noting down all where the fire hydrants are. Yeah, well, we've got a, we've got a very good system that actually tells us where they are too. So um, we've got a, a, an iPad in the truck, which has got a, quite a good system on it for finding out that stuff. Oh, yeah, um, good. But yeah, fire hydrants are quite easy to spot generally because they're a yellow arrow on the road with a blue cat's eye above it. So if you are shining your headlights, for instance, down the road, you can see all the blue cat's eyes if it's a straight <coughs> enough road. Uh, but it's a good system. Yeah, there's a lot to think about, but uh, it's it's a real big responsibility now, like a huge responsibility on top of yeah. what it was doing. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, I'm, I'm relishing it. I'm looking forward to it. And um, between us, we all just rotate and we don't fight over the truck when we all turn up to a call out. We all just uh, rotate around and say, oh, no, you go, mate, you go, I'll get the next one. So, you know. Well, it's just, it's probably a natural progression though, isn't it, for you? Like you've you've done all the other stuff and you've done years of fire fighting now. So I guess in the next natural progression is to become you know, an officer and drive the truck and all that yeah. sort of thing. But don't get me wrong, though. I do like the back seat where you really get the action. So, you know, it's nice to have a few of us who can drive, so it's not always going to be me, for instance. So at least I can still uh, jump into a 2,000-degree uh, fire if I need to. yeah. <laughs> Um, one of the craziest things actually on day three, coming back just uh, towards a town called Kerwi, uh, which isn't too far away from yeah from Christchurch, Kerwi. But uh, we were driving on the highway, and a lot of the highways around here are very straight. And we were following this uh, Subaru Impreza for quite some time, and then suddenly the Subaru Impreza, who had broken away ahead of us um, quite a bit, uh, he suddenly stopped on the highway right in the middle of the road. And we were obviously like, oh, shit, what's going on here? So we flicked on our beacons, our flashing lights, just to, you know, make sure people knew that we'd stopped as well. And uh, there's a little toddler chasing a little terrier dog alongside this busy highway. Oh, shit. Not an adult to be seen. And it actually scared the crap out of me because it could have been my kids, you know. Yeah, yeah. But the story was, uh, it was great that this guy in the Subaru stopped, but obviously we just said to him, thank you very much. You know, you you jog on and uh, we'll we'll look after this. And the driveway down to the farm where this kid had come from was about half a kilometre. Holy Yeah, so this is like a highway with no houses against the road. This is all farms with long driveways coming off it. Anyway, this kid is just running around with this little dog on the side of the highway, and then as soon as the kid saw the fire truck, the kid started bolting it back down his driveway. Anyway, so we followed him very, very slowly as not to scare him. And suddenly in the distance, we see the dad come running towards him. So, you know, we're still half a kilometre apart here. So the dad had no idea that the boy had run off. And where was the mum? Well, what happened is mum had popped out. And she said to the dad, (laughs) who was was busy chopping firewood, I'm popping out now, just watch the kid. What happened was his dad said, yeah, 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 no problems. But the kid had other ideas and the kid was like, mommy, mommy, and started running after the dog, which was chasing the car up the driveway. Mum had no idea. Next minute, the dog and the kid are on their own up at the highway, a kilometer, half a kilometre away from the house. Dad had no idea. Mum had no idea. And it was lucky a fire engine found them. Yeah, shit. Yeah, that's, well, that's too scary to think about, isn't it? Yeah. Similar thing it happened is. years ago. There were two toddlers playing on the central median near my house in Rotorua once. Everyone was driving past them. Well, I stopped and carried them back towards their house. You can tell which house they'd come from. And yeah. the parents were just like, oh, we didn't know. It's like, oh, good on you. I've just saved your kid's life, but never mind. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, geez, it scared the crap out of me, dude. It was yeah, like, holy shit. What are you something, man? That could be my kids. It's amazing, though. Like, kids, they do. They just seem to, they're there one second, you turn around, and they're gone. Yeah. They're that quick. They are. Hey, something you just, my sister had a good story of that. Her daughter, when they, when she was really little, was laying on the floor when they were out, when they were out uh, sheer milking. And uh, she had a computer desk sitting in the sort of off to the side in the lounge, and it had a it had a sheet right over the table, and the computer sitting on top, so you couldn't see the floor under it. But anyway, their daughter was sitting on the floor, and they looked. Oh, she's there. Turned away within a few, probably not even 30, 30 40 seconds. They looked back, and she was gone. They couldn't yeah. find her. She'd just vanished, completely vanished. So they were like, "Shit, where's she gone?" So they started panicking. They searched the house, started going outside looking around. Looking around, and they heard a noise back inside, and they went in. And what had happened is she'd lay, and she couldn't even. She was only just learning to crawl, and she managed to crawl, and she crawled un, under the sheet, under the computer desk, and oh. was sitting under the sheet, and just had vanished. It was like wow. she just vanished, and they didn't know where she was, and they found her under the table. Yeah, it was, 
My sister was shitting herself. Well, that's it. I mean, for all you know, she could have crawled into a water trough and not resurfaced, you know, scary. I did a similar thing to my parents when I was a kid, actually. They had the whole neighbourhood out looking for me. But what I'd done is I'd fallen a scone into my parents' car, which was in the garage, and fallen asleep in the back footwell. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they they just happened to find me. I think they were searching for about forty five minutes and couldn't find me anywhere. But I was fast asleep in the you know, the footwell of the car. So, I mean, even as a kid at that age, I remember doing it. You know, so kids yeah, yeah. do the darndest. But geez, as a parent now, mate, you realise just how scary it is. I think Mum was talking about it when you were up here that time. Mum and Dad were here, and they were talking about the time I and when they lived on Tararu Strait. I went missing. And mum couldn't find me. And next thing you know, the neighbour comes in and says to mum, is that your son sitting in the middle of the road out there? And I crawled out of the house, <laughs> gone under the fence. She doesn't know how I went under the fence. So I could only just fit. And I yeah. crawled out in the middle of the main road and I was sitting on the white line in the middle of the road. <laughs> she came out and found me. Oh, Scary, God. eh? Scary. Story of the week, mate. Um, talking of things getting lost, actually, I lost my cell phone about a week and a half ago. And you know, you feel yeah. naked if you lose it. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Do, the old, do the old Macarena looking for them in your pockets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because what I'd done is I'd popped to the liquor store to get some beers because uh, we had a bit of a family barbecue. Uh, here we go. <laughs> yeah. And I, 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 I had my cell phone before I went to the liquor store, but then when I got home, I couldn't find it anywhere. So I actually went back to the liquor store and I said to the dude at the desk, I said, hey, did I leave my cell phone here? He had a look around. He looked in the office, no cell phone. Damn. And I was thinking maybe I could get him to have a quick look at the CCTV from the last 15 minutes and see if it was there. But I thought, well, no, I'll keep checking. I get back home, have another look around and couldn't find it anywhere. Definitely not in my pockets. Then I went back in my ute and looked down the side of the passenger seat. And sure enough, it's down there. Uh, and I had no means to ring it because my wife was out. I don't have a landline at home, so I couldn't ring my phone to find it. And it was just down here. It was just what I call the Bermuda Triangle of cars. <laughs> so much shit gets lost in there and you can't retrieve yeah, yeah. it. It just vanishes. Yeah. So I was stoked and I thought, well, okay, I'm going to be careful that that doesn't happen again. Well, get this. The next, de- the next level of this is that I gave my brother-in-law a lift at work because I, I work with him at the, um, at the veggie farm, which is one of the many bloody jobs I have. And um, I gave him a lift on the farm to another spot in the farm. And he, te- he rang me from his sister's phone, who owns the farm. And I was like, hey, Dominique. And he said, no, it's Kyle. I have lost my phone. Can you check your ute? And I was like, sure, I had a look found his phone in exactly the same spot where mine was lost the day before. <laughs> Maybe you got a poltergeist in your truck. <laughs> you know, but it's, it's true, though. Like Every vehicle has that Bermuda Triangle where shit just gets lost, and I know where yeah. to go now. You know, If I lose anything, yeah. I'm going to check the Bermuda Triangle in my ute first. Yep. That's, yeah. <laughs> I've sat in my truck before, eh, and having loose pants on, and you got your phone in your pocket, and yep. it just slides out of your pocket and drops down beside the seat. And you don't right. even know it, and you get out of the truck, and you yeah. got to do something like shit. Where's my phone gone? <laughs> there might you be a few. Get the whole panic, the bit of panic sets in, eh? And you, yeah. <laughs> you can't find it. <laughs> well, my Joe, sometimes it's always very beneficial to have a look down the Bermuda Triangle because you might find a few dollars and some old McDonald's chips, and they don't go off. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. if you're feeling hungry, they're good. They're good for thirty years, though. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Finished watching Squid Game. By the way, I finished it. Oh yeah. 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 Is so, any good? Like, I've, I've uh, watched the first two. Yeah, absolutely. It is, it's certainly unique. Um, I mean, obviously, if you haven't seen it, I'm not going to wreck it for you, but I definitely recommend that you finish watching it. Uh, when you yeah. get, to, what I can say though is the eighth episode, the eighth and final, has an interesting twist, but the way it finishes tells you there's got to be a sequel. And apparently, it open. Yeah, apparently yeah. a sequel has just been confirmed. So Squid Game 2 could be in the the running very, very soon. So that'd be good. But no, if you haven't seen it, mate, get onto it. Finish the rest of the episodes. It's actually quite, it's very, very well written. I think some of the games are just, yeah. I can't find the words for it, but it's definitely worth a watch. It's someone with a very clever mind and also a very sick mind. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Well, as we were saying when we discussed it, the person that wrote it had taken it to all sorts of um, movie studios. I think 2008 it was written, 
And Netflix only picked it up in 2019. So the, the writer of this had been trying to sell it for 11 years. And yeah, Netflix yeah. finally gave it a go. So good on you. I'm taking a bit of a break from beer at the moment. I know we had a good chat with Stephen last week um, about how to review a beer, but I thought I'm going to have a few weeks off it. Um, yeah, you get to that. You get to the point of saturation. I call it. Where <laughs> yeah, you, uh, that's one way. You've saturated yourself with that much beer. You go. I just need a little bit of time for my body to be able to actually process this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, just I'm like pretty much. I'm pretty much in the same boat, mate. I've, I haven't really had any beer for probably a week or two now. Yeah, so, well, this is it. I mean, it comes to the weekend, and I think you know, I've had a busy week. I'm gonna have a couple of beers tonight. You know, like on a Friday or a Saturday. But then recently I've just been like, nah, can't be bothered. Can't be bothered. So I'm just going to leave it for a while now, I think. And, um, yeah. Yeah, you go through those. You go through that. I, I, I go through it, eh? But then, like, I'll go through a few weeks off, like a month maybe, and then I'll be, ah, oh, I feel like a few beers, and then I'll have a few beers again, then, yeah. you know. But yeah. I, think, I think as I'm getting older, I'm actually getting more like – I'm getting a bit more like Stephen. I'm – I – enjoy the boutique sort of beers more and I like less of them. So I don't like drinking for getting drunk. You know, I like to drink a couple of nice cold IPAs or XPAs or something like that. That's really different, you know? Yeah. Rather than just drinking a boring old lager to, just for the sake of it. Yeah, exactly. Know? I see, mate, even since the last two weeks when we had a chat to Stephen, the tastes have changed, right? <laughs> yeah. Maturing. <laughs> <laughs> So I just want to try this new thing out. If it doesn't work, then we won't do it again. Um, yeah. But I thought it would be quite cool if we could do like what I call the random topic generator. So I found this link on the internet where you just tap random a button topic. and it gives you gives you a random topic to talk about. And I thought, well, why don't we give that a shot and see how we go with it? Yeah. I've got the random topic generator open. I just I don't know, I just found this by mistake the other day and I thought it'd be quite cool to try it. What do they use? It must be for like bloody quiz nights or something. Random topics right now. Yeah. Speak of a random topic. Yeah, well I mean I did, did a randomly found it. Um I don't know how. But here we go. I'm gonna hit the generate another random topic button and we'll see what comes up. <laughs> here we go. What countries have you traveled to? Here you go. <laughs> oh shit, we're gonna be here a while. Yeah. Well <laughs> actually I'll tell you what, you should just go up to your um, extractor fan in your kitchen and just um, start la- naming all the badges you've got magnetised yeah, to yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, all the fridge man. My mum started that. My mum when they, my mum and dad just go overseas quite a bit for dad's business travel and uh, mum used to always collect, collect fridge magnets just to bring mm-hmm. home the place they'd been, you know. And, and we went over, when my wife and I, when we first started travelling overseas, we um, decided, well, we might as well do the same thing, you know, to keep up the tradition. Yep. So we started buying fridge magnets everywhere we went. Now we've got them flipping stuck everywhere. <laughs> I wish I'd done that because I've seen your collection and I thought, well, I mean, I've travelled. I don't know if I've travelled to as many places as you, as you guys have, but I wish that I'd collected a magnet or some kind of souvenir like that from every country I'd been to because I really have nothing to show for it apart from photographs and memories, you know, yeah, which in yeah. some ways is okay. I mean, that's yeah, fine. That's what right. it's all about. It's not about getting a frigging magnet. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. We used mean. to go out of our way to get them, eh? You'd be like, Right, we're in this country. Yeah, get <laughs> out of my way. A souvenir shop and get a fridge magnet. Yeah, <laughs> move out of the way. There's a souvenir shop over there. All right, generate another random topic. What else have we got? What drink do you usually order with your food? This thing's been listening to our podcast. <laughs> well, beer. <laughs> yeah, good answer. I do like. Tell you what, if I don't fancy a beer, I do like lemon lime and bitters. I quite like that. I'll get if I if I'm not going to have something that's alcoholic, I'll either have usually an LMP. I've got a thing for LMP, eh? Oh, same, bro. LMP oh, is the shit. It's so good. Old LMP. Yeah. Generate another random topic. <laughs> How many pairs of shoes do you own? I've only got three. <laughs> <laughs> um, does this include work boots and gum boots and jandals? Yeah, so I suppose it can. When I think about it, shit, I must have two or three pairs of dress shoes, I think, and okay. probably... Couple of pairs of sneakers, a pair of casual shoes, and probably Erin always complains that she finds my jandals lying around everywhere because I think I've got like four or five pairs of jandals at the moment. Like <laughs> I've got my good going out jandals, and I've got like my front door and back door jandals, and I've got like my random shitty jandals that were good once. Now they're just crap, and they just like go in the boat or something. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I've got plenty of jandals around. In fact, yeah, I could probably up that from three to about seven. 
Um, but what is it about yeah. genitals, though? Why, why can't we throw them out? Well, you know, I don't yeah. know why. It's just you don't uh, throw them out till they bl- you blow out the genital. You know, you, you got to blow it out first. So. Yeah. Oh, did you see that thing on the on uh, Seven Sharp tonight? The, no. Uh, How to Dad guy? I was he on there. He developed a uh, a new type of genitals. Oh yeah, I've heard about that. It's in the. And they, heard about instead this of having a little, a little thing in the bottom, they've actually got a big square piece and they've done it in the shape of a bread tag. Yeah, brilliant, eh? Yeah, yeah that's brilliant. For those that don't know, a very New Zealand thing to do is when your jandal or your fong or whatever you call it breaks, you put a bread tag underneath the front plug and it keeps it on. It's brilliant. <laughs> but this this guy, the How To Dad, has actually developed a pair of jandals that comes with it already. So it's, it's a neat idea. I mean, that's such a How To Dad thing, isn't it? Because the guy's yeah, so yeah. down-to-earth Kiwi. I wonder if he's making a bit of coin now. He must be raking it in. Oh, I'd say so. He's been doing the old How to Dad website for a while now, eh? and then it yeah. sort of expanded into all kinds of other stuff. He even did that cricket show, the cricket game that time, room. Yeah, that's the right. Black, he did too. And, and, he, yeah. and he made a fantastic catch as well, didn't he, in that game too. Right. Talking of money, I'm going to give you a very quick tip before we do the dad joke off. You know, if you buy someone a lotto ticket, because this came up in conversation recently with amongst the family, if you bought someone a lotto ticket, have you done it? Just, just have you done it? You've bought someone a lotto yeah, ticket? Yeah, oh, yeah, I have. Yeah, you buy the old man one or something. And yeah. Do you ever have that sort of, do you ever have that fear that, fuck, what if they win? What's going to happen? I always, I, I always say to them, if you win, you owe me some. well no here's the solution right so you benefit as well this is just something that came up in a little tip from me if you're buying someone a lotto ticket and fear that they might win my solution is to buy a duplicate of that ticket so that you win as well Mm, that's a good idea that's what i've always done i've always bought a duplicate i know it's extra money and you might not win but how often do you buy someone else a lotto ticket not very often so buy a duplicate because you can and then you win if they win it's perfect it's perfect can you can you get them like reprint the same ticket out. Yep. Oh, cool. Yep. I didn't know that. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Because, you know, uh, if Lotto comes out and they say, well, there's been four winners, it could be the same person could have bought four tickets. It's yeah. possible. It's possible to do. All right, mate. Are you ready for a bit of a joke off? Yep. Dad jokes are bad jokes, but actually they're good jokes because we're dads. Do you want me to start again this time? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. The man who invented autocorrect has sadly passed away. His fun fair will be helped next monkey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. They get worse every time we do this. Yeah. yeah. But my wife said I was immature, so I told her to get out of my fort. <laughs> <laughs> yes, love a good fort. Every day a doctor would go to the same bar and order a chestnut daiquiri. One day the bartender ran out of chestnut and used hickory instead. And the doctor came in and sipped it and exclaimed, Ooh, what's this? And the bartender replied, That's a hickory daiquiri, Doc. Hickory daiquiri, Doc. Oh, no. When I was a kid, my mother told me I could be anything I wanted to be. Turns out identity theft is a crime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is, apparently. Did you hear about the ATM that got addicted to money? It suffered from withdrawals. <laughs> what do sprinters eat before they race? Nothing. They fast. <laughs> I think. Did you use that one in the first episode? No, I don't think so. Hmm. On looking, I think episode three, about 20 minutes in, you said this. Okay. What does a sprinter eat before race day? Um, Nothing. They fast. that's good that's all right i laughed a turkey is about to cross the road when suddenly the chicken appears and says don't do it man you'll never hear the end of it (laughs) (laughs) i'll have to to come up with some better ones next week next time (laughs) i'm starting a new dating service in prague it's called checkmate (laughs) (laughs) all right here's my last one did you hear about the lobster that got the job at Pizza Hut? <laughs> he works in the crust station. <laughs> uh, how many tickles does it take to make an octopus laugh? Ten. Tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Yes. 
Oh, it's so good, man. This is actually one of my favorite parts of the uh, of your podcast, the dad jokes. I mean, they're so bad, but they're so good. <laughs> dad jokes are bad jokes, but actually they're good jokes because we're dads. Just had my parents visit, actually. Um, they, they've made their way down from um, Tauranga oh, and made yeah. their way down the North Island, came and stayed with us for a weekend, and they're on their way back up now. Um, I've got to say, they found a way to beat petrol prices. Yeah? Yeah, what they did is when they got to um, Rotorua, which actually is the cheapest fuel in the country, they filled up a massive jerry can <laughs> and <laughs> just carried it with them. Oh, good it's, on them. It's not a stupid idea because they turned up with some furniture for us because um, they've been holding on to it. And um, when they pulled all the furniture out the back of my dad's car, they pulled out all these jerry cans of fuel as well. And my wife was like, what the fuck is that? What's that all about? So it's our way of saving money on petrol. We bought it at the cheapest petrol station. You know, because it's what, $2.50, $2.60 now for a litre of unleaded 91, eh? Oh, Jesus, ridiculous. Craziness. Yeah. It's just unbelievable, mate. Anyway. Yeah, well, bloody hell, you fill your, yeah, it's, oh, it hurts, doesn't it, when you fill your car up now, you're like, ooh, that's fucking, that's not cheap. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Anyway. Have you seen that joke that's going around, that one that was on Facebook? It said, uh, my wife told me to take her somewhere expensive for dinner or something, so I took her to the gas station. <laughs> <laughs> just, I just got her a pie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's crazy at the moment, eh? All right. Well, it's time for a guest. Uh, time to catch up with someone who runs a lot of big Facebook pages with thousands of followers, and we need to know how stressful is it. Um, how, do, how do they build these pages to get so many followers, and what are we doing wrong on our Facebook page? Her name is <laughs> Kelly Fox, and she joins us right now. What up? How's there it going? She is. Yeah, I'm good, man. How are you? <laughs> good. <laughs> Excellent. Are you at home or are you still at work at the moment? Yeah, no, I'm at home. I'm coming to you live from Kandala, of all places, in Wellington. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, rock, the corner bedroom. <laughs> yeah, rock, rock, rocking the, rock the old AKG headphones too. That's it. I had to bring them back. My gaming cans are just <laughs> shit, so I'm like, nah, I have to have these. <laughs> yeah. You sound good in them. Thank you. It must be the headphones, not me. But look, seriously, I love those AKGs. I mean, I'm rocking the Sonys at the moment, but I've got about five pairs of AKGs in the garage that are fucked, and I need to fix them. Uh, yeah, you do, man. They're the best things ever. <laughs> They're all I'll ever have. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. Kelly, this is Oren. Oren, this I, is Kelly. Hey, again, I was going to say, I don't, even, I don't even have any headphones. I could borrow my daughter's pink ones that are in there. <laughs> That'd look cute. They probably look really oh. good. Actually, are they the ones that your daughter won from me on the radio? Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's we so broke good. the ones from the prize cover day. Eh? Yeah, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, they fell on the floor and broke. Right unfortunately. <laughs> it's actually a lot of the a lot of the stuff I got from work actually fell on the floor and broke. It's such a bad yeah. habit. It's Such funny how so many idea. things get dropped. Like, like those big those big boxes full of stuff you used to bring up to my house. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's right. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, the truth yeah. comes out. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean there was that there was that time that the prize cupboard flooded, you know. Yeah. Can you what can you do? <laughs> um anyway. How have you been, Kelly? You all good? Yeah, yeah, been all good. Just moved recently, moved back into um with a couple of friends in a flat and uh yeah, just getting on with life, making lots of Christmas ads at work, as you'd know. And yeah, absolutely, yeah. yes, creative writer at MediaWorks, and a very good one at that. Well, were you a production engineer? Sorry, aren't you? Production, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's right. Can't, got to get that right. Yeah, yeah, don't call me a writer. I'm not that clever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought I thought it goes creative writer then production engineer. You know, yeah, you, always... you could be right. Because right. <laughs> I mean, look, an ad's not an ad unless it's made, right? Well, that's it. Yeah, we bring it to life. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. take it, take it onto something. <laughs> yeah, Kelly, look, let's talk a bit about what you do outside of um, of work. I mean, I'm sure you do a lot of things, but social media is such a big thing that you uh, play a part in. I mean, you've created quite a few different Facebook pages, which I might add are very, very good. I mean, they've got tens of thousands of followers. How many pages do you have, and what are they called? Uh, I have two that are well. Two main ones. Um, the first one is news, views, and number twos. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's just that, just news, views, if someone wants to have a whinge, or number two is just <laughs> bullshit, you know, memes or yeah. funny things that have happened or interesting photos. And, yeah, that, that one's got a following of about uh, nearly 14,000, I think, now. That's incredible. I mean, did, is that just organic? Did that just happen? Yeah, yeah. That's literally without even trying to build an audience. I just kind of invited my mates. I had about 
uh, hundred people or so, yeah. and it just kind of grew from there. I, I kind of kept the group public, mm. um, which I don't tend to do. I like to have a kind of closed off group. You have to join to to see the content sort of thing. But this one, I yeah. thought, nah, stuff it. Um, so yeah, just left it open, and a lot of people um, kind of shared it as I had events like you know there'd be flooding in a certain part of New Zealand. So I'd just go onto a local page in that town and I'd grab photos and share them to my page and credit people and um, then they'd share them out again and so lots of people from that town would join and then it would happen with the next event so it was just without even really trying it was just getting people to join from their interests you know so yeah it's no, quite it's- e- easy to do yeah, Quite well, easy to do. <laughs> yeah, it's so easy to do. She says we've only got sixteen. Yeah, yeah. We've only got sixteen followers on our Tradio page. So shut <laughs> <the> fuck up! <laughs> it does not happen remote. overnight. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's brilliant though. So the other one you were saying is uh, it's a, a traffic page, isn't it? Yep, so I run a traffic page, uh, uh, Traffic Updates, Carpety, Hortofenua, Wellington, which of mm. course is just like the lower North Island. Yeah. And that actually today just ticked over 50,000 people. So Woo-hoo. that's a busy right. one. That's Woo-hoo. a busy yeah. one. Well, that's it though. I mean, uh, you struck it lucky in a way. I mean, you found this gap in the market. I mean, people love to know what's happening on the roads, eh? So you, you've done good with oh. that. Yeah, well, I, I guess... It, it sort of all stemmed... I grew up on State Highway 1, uh, about an hour north of Wellington, um, on a very busy main thoroughfare. I saw many a crash in my lifetime, you know, growing up there as a child. Um, things you shouldn't probably see, but, you know, it, it all goes with the territory and you don't even question it because it's just what you've grown up with. Um, you know, hear something, gosh, what was that noise? And you run out the driveway and, oh, sure enough, there's a car in a ditch or something. So mm. you just you drop everything and you go to their aid. You don't even question it. So I think I had a lot of that growing up has sort of inspired me to – kind of have an interest in what's going on on the roads and that. Um, also, uh, you'd know yourself, Andy, working in radio, um, you develop a lot of contacts, um, yep. local radio especially, you need to know what's going on on the roads. And just the geography of where I live as well, it's it's obviously the capital city of New Zealand, it's uh, all the northern, you can't go south from Wellington, so all the roads <laughs> out of there. Uh, the main, you know, if that closes, then you literally grind the economy to a halt, you grind everything to a halt. And yeah. Yeah, so um, I think with my contacts in radio, my interest in just kind of um, trying to help people and just seeing on Facebook a whole lot of people going, oh, you know, what's the traffic like in this place? I knew what was happening because I I had Mm. contacts or, you know, I could just see where it was. And so, um, yeah, I just developed a Facebook page one Christmas. I was actually sitting in um, my mum's backyard in the pool, having a spates, <laughs> and it was like the 28th of December or something, so summertime, and the traffic, she lives um, about, I don't know, 10 minutes north of a really famous bottleneck just north out of Wellington where all the traffic backs up, and so I'm sitting there in the pool seeing all this traffic, and I'm like, yeah. these poor people, it's so hot, they don't know why they're stuck, you know, and people get angry because you don't know why you're stuck. Yeah. So I just started this Facebook page and thought, stuff it, I'll, you know, centralise all the info. Mm, and, um, not all heroes of- wear capes, eh? Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like the Coromandel Peninsula in the summertime. <laughs> yes. I can just yes. imagine just imagine you standing up on on top of a big mountain just looking down at the traffic like this with your big K on your front. <laughs> <laughs> and the wind, the wind just blowing your cape behind you like that. Oh yeah, just <laughs> put my hair in the breeze. Lovely. Yeah, well, look, it's—I mean, it's, it's not just the followers really that uh, shows how good the page is. It's the fact you know you've made it when some of the local More FM stations in that area have been sharing your page. How cool is that? Yeah, it's quite cool. It's uh, obviously I still kind of uh, well, I work in, in the industry still, um, so we have a lot of uh, local radio stations around the place and even nationwide. So yeah. if something massive happens, like State Highway One out of Wellington is closed indefinitely no detour you know that's massive news so you know you let the national news hubs and and whatnot the stuff newsrooms and that know and everyone kind of finds out about it so yeah yeah it's um it is it can be a really big deal for a lot of people's lives um a lot of people out there on the roads doing their jobs or that sort of thing so just trying to help you know running all these pages though i mean it must take up so much of your time is it quite stressful can it be Oh, I learned to develop a very thick skin very quickly. Yeah. Um, I've, I, I, I am a kind of one of those people Ignore that the tries troll. to, oh, mate, there's so many trolls. With traffic, it's, 
you know, everyone thinks they're a best, the best driver and everyone else is an idiot, and, you know, so it's a very <laughs> high emotion thing. Everyone's got an opinion, doesn't matter who you are. You could drive like a saint or like an idiot and you're right, you know, that sort of thing. So yeah. <laughs> I think dealing with the stresses, I mean, it takes up, I'm not going to lie, more than half my time. I will sit there at work and my phone will be there and I'm not tied to it. I can put my phone down at any time, but... It is stressful. I mean, you are dealing with keyboard warriors every single hour of every day. That's um, like babysitting kids, eh? It absolutely is. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Robert, and I, I be just, quiet. Sit in the corner. Oh, these are fully grown men and women having a whinge. And like, you know, if something happens, like uh, my favorite kind of thing, I probably shouldn't say my favorite thing, but if someone keeps breaking my rules on my page, I'll just go, oh, look, mate, boot. And so I block him. Get off Get off the page. That's it. Gone. Oh, the power. This will be a 60-year-old man. <laughs> yeah, oh, the power's fantastic. <laughs> this, this will be a 60-year-old man who will then private message me. A woman, I mean, I don't you know, mind too much about that, but he'd be like, oh, you took me off. Oh, I need to see what the traffic's doing. I'm like, mate, you just attacked everyone. You've just <laughs> abused a crash victim. Like, you know, yeah. it's just... You deal with all yeah, sorts, and it's, it's it is quite funny. It's like I'm a good boy, really. Yeah, yeah. Give you a second <laughs> chance, and then oh. Right. Well, that's it. You're talking about some of the complaints that you must get, though. I mean, have you got any? We've just looked at it and went, really, really. Oh, honestly, every single day. <laughs> every single day, I will get. Well, maybe every second day, I will get a message where I'm like, I look at it and I look at it again, and I think are they meaning to send this message to me? It'll be something ridiculous, you know, like, um, hey, can you tell me what the traffic's doing up in, um, you know, someplace I've never heard of in Northland? And I'm like, you realise I'm in Wellington, eh? And they'll be like, well, yeah. And I'm like, what? I don't know. I might, you might as well ask me what the traffic's up to in San Francisco or something. But, yeah, <laughs> well, can't can't you tell them? Yeah. <laughs> no, apparently not. <laughs> or I, I love this thing. Um, you know, I, I need to get to Wellington to have an appointment at nine in the morning. I need to know what time to leave. And I'm like, well, where do you live? Where are you leaving from? And then they get angry at me because I don't know where they live. And I'm like, I don't know you. I've just met you on the internet. Like, you know, this sort of thing. A lot of people uh, think you're a mind reader. Internet dating. <laughs> yeah, but <bit> vague. <laughs> but no, there's, there's definitely been some um, some nasty ones too. You know, it's not all just peaches and, and cream. But um, yeah, do yeah. you um, do you actually have other people to help you? You must have some mods with you. I mostly run it by myself. Um, I do have my sister and my best friend as mods, um, but they sort of just jump in when I say I'm busy or I'm in a meeting or something. I just say, hey, can you keep an eye on this post or, you know, that sort of thing. But other than that, it's just me that runs it. Um, yeah. have a lot of people that help me um, information-wise. I have a lot of contacts. Some of them <laughs> I know are some not people. at liberty to divulge, but, yeah, yeah no, that's no, fine. Um, I definitely have a lot of figures and a lot of pies. Um, uh, talking fireys, you yeah, know, um, yeah. paramedics had the odd cop sort of slip me a bit of info here and there. Um, road workers, truckies. <laughs> the thing is, I, I kind of developed a reputation where it's um, you kind of share what the public only need to know. You know, you get told 100% and I give them 5% sort of thing. Yeah. Um, because, you know, you'd know it yourself as a fireman, you know, showing up to a crash and whatnot. It's just people don't need to know that. They just need to know if their traffic's going to be affected for an hour or if the road's closed or that sort of thing. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Whether, they, whether they're going to be inconvenienced or... <laughs> that's yeah. it but mate some people eh, it's it's real testing because you know you'll have say a fatal crash and everyone knows that someone's died and the road's closed or something and it's it's horrible thing but you'd get people sitting there going well what's happening and i'll be like oh someone's died up the road you know sorry we can't you, you can't get through oh well i've got to feed my dog in 10 minutes or i've got to pick up the grandchild and you're like bro someone's just died like yeah, chill for half absolutely. an hour you know Oh, it's well, such, yeah, yeah. Oh. I'll tell you, next level, Kelly, uh, along the same line as what you just discussed there, except uh, when I've been at a, this is only one particular um, uh, incident that stood out for me when I've been standing in the middle of the Corpu Hickaway Road, which goes up the centre of the Coromandel. We've had to shut it because of a fatal incident. I'm there in all my fire gear. Someone's hanging out their window having a nudge at me for not being able to get through and having to go the long way around. I'm like, there's been a fatality. <laughs> 
I'm sorry, can't let you through. You pricks, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) I was like, come on, seriously. And even if you wanted to let them through, a lot of the time you physically cannot let them through. There's nowhere to drive, you know. Exactly. There was another time where we had a road blocked off because it was flooded by like three foot of water and there really was no way for anyone to get through. And one lady who was actually part of um, search and rescue, land search and rescue, had a go at us for not being able to let them through because she was trying to get to an emergency. I was like, unless you want to wade across and walk to your emergency, <laughs> we can't let you go. And she's like, well, I'm emergency services like you and you must understand. I was like, yes, I understand it, but you've got a little car which won't get through this three-foot oh. flood. You should have just gone, yeah, yeah, go. Yep, off you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 if, it, yeah. if it didn't mean you are dragging it out for the next hour. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but that's it's people that just don't get it, right? And they just they, yeah. they don't care as long as they're as long as they've got a way around and they're not inconvenienced. Nothing and else that's matters. the thing, like that's the thing that, that this whole having this traffic page has taught me a lot about people and a lot about well, I mean, Kiwi drivers have a big reputation of being really impatient, very selfish. My trip's really? more important than yours. <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> and, I mean, it's like that, that's how crashes happen in the first place. People are impatient or, or you know, for various reasons. And it's uh, it's just real shit that others can't quite see the humanity in it. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, it is a bloody inconvenience and you've got things to do and you've got this and that to be, but... Yeah, it's it's interesting because you throw keyboard warrior up into that mix, and then you just get yeah. an all interesting sort on yeah. the internet, you know. Well, these people just need to learn to chill out, eh? It's just oh, yeah. Chill these are the same kind of people that overtake you when you're doing a hundred in a one hundred zone. You know, they're the ones that overtake you because you're not going fast enough. And give you the fingers on the way past. It's only <laughs> to pull off like fifty meters down the road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. God, don't get me started on people that pull out in front of you when you've got lots of space behind you and oh. they slow you down, Jeepers. We could go oh, on and right. on. I'm going to post it we to could. your traffic page next time that happens. <laughs> please do, please do. Kelly, <laughs> what's up with these people? Um, <laughs> so, look, I know we, we talked about your pages having all these thousands of followers and a lot of it was organic, but what was the key for you around growing and developing these pages and getting these people to follow it? I think um, I take a lot from my radio career. Um, so like a thing we were taught on the radio is to, you are there for the listener, mm. um, not for what you want to say. So, uh, people you should, you just want, pass, you should pass that on to politicians. You should definitely, <laughs> they know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It'd be good, eh? For the people. <laughs> so yeah, the, just the approach you take is, uh, what would I want to read? How would I want to read it? I don't want to read waffle and what's going on. I want to know is the road closed? What's the crash? you know, sort of thing. So I keep my info accurate, black and white, update it very, very to the minute sort of thing. Um, and I think that's stretched the reputation. A lot of people would say, oh, that page is really good. And I mean, the NZTA and, and the cops and that must get really fricked off with me because I, I'm there, <laughs> I'm getting all their Facebook likes and I do feel stink about it sometimes. No, but don't. I mean, it's it's their information I'm using as well, you know, and it's I do credit up them. Their game. Well, that's yeah. it. And uh, I've actually had one or two policemen come and, you know, um, family, friends and such saying, oh, yeah, you're a bit of the talk around the station at the moment. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Hopefully in a good way, you know, but, oh. Yeah. No, that's it. I mean, I don't ever feel ashamed about it. I mean, taking likes off NZTA because if you're faster than them and you're more accurate, then bloody hell, take it and run. Well, man, it's not a competition for me. Eh? At the end of the day, I just want to help. And if I've yeah. got the, the means to help people, then I will. And, um, yeah, I put a lot of my own energy and time into it, but I wouldn't do it if I didn't want to. So, mm. yeah, works out well. Yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> well, it's a fantastic thing you do, Kelly. I really just wanted to get you on to talk about them, to be fair, because I've followed um, your uh, News Views and Number Twos page for quite a while now. And I actually followed your previous page, which was What the Fox, and I thought that was, oh. that was a hoot. Um, oh, that was the most wonderful page. And of course, Facebook took it down because we were having way too much fun on that page. <laughs> oh, is that, is that why you changed it? Because I thought you had a good yeah. thing going there. Did they actually take I, it down? They didn't take it down, but I kept getting my profile banned because I'd approve all these, uh, you know, memes oh. and such that I thought were great. But Facebook were like, oh, it's got a half of a nipple in it. No, oh. and they'd ban me for oh. it, you know. So, oh, that's a yeah. Facebook jail offense. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook yeah, jail really for you. It. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's right. Put anything on there these days, it's either racist or it's sexist or it's something, you know. It's it's, it's 
the PC brigade comes out. <laughs> it's a, I called someone a sausage the other night. I said, you silly sausage. And I got banned for three days. I'm like, hey. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Facebook's a whole other story for a whole other day, I think, that platform. <laughs> yeah, I think so, eh? You just say the surname Zuckerberg and it piques their interest, Ooh. doesn't it? <laughs> <That's> it. <laughs> oh, Kelly, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. So I knew this would be a good fun chat, and it certainly was. But no, congrats on the um, on the work you're doing with those pages, and uh, keep it up. Keep it up. It's Thanks, good fun. Man. Yep. Thanks very much, yeah, yeah. And, and well done to you guys too, finally getting this off the ground. Yeah, yeah. And it's sounding yeah. awesome. Well, so, thank you very yeah. much. We, we try. Keep it up. <laughs> no, we Keep try. Keep trying, mate. Keep trying. <laughs> I will, Kelly. Just, thank uh, you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just stabbing in the dark with this. At least Andy knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, what are we going to talk about? I said, Oren, we're going to talk about this today and this and this and this and this. Okay. Yeah, it just I'm sounds going. like any kind of radio <laughs> show, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, a good, good. it's a good way to stay in touch because we now live a thousand k's apart instead of the same town. So this is our way of uh, staying in touch with each other. And we thought, well, let's spice it up a little bit with some guests. And that is there cute. she is. That's awesome. Oh, good on you guys. Now, this is great. So Thanks, yeah. Kelly. Full support, Kaz. <laughs> yeah, boy. Yeah. All right. Catch you later, Kelly. Later. Thank you. All right. Have a good night, guys. Yeah, see you, bye. Love the headphones. <laughs> yes. <laughs> i my pink ones next time. Yeah. <laughs> did you work with her as well, did you? No, I've just, I've just done a lot of voice work for her, and it's just like how you meet people um, through the same company as you through correspondence. And then yeah. eventually they just become good friends because you're always in touch with them and working alongside them in theory, but in a digital way, if you like. Yeah. So lots, yeah. lots of emails. She used to, she used to produce a lot of this, these scripts that I used to voice um, for various adverts and stuff. And it sort of just went from there, really. I don't, I, I, I've known her for years and years and years. I would say well over a decade. And I don't think we've ever met in person. Oh yeah, yeah. It's one one of those where you where you you've been actually pretty good friends for a long time, you know, through the um uh, through the same love, which is radio. But um, yeah, we haven't met, but we uh, seem to hit it off quite well. So, yeah. but uh, if you're listening, that, you just sort of I guess you go. Some people you go through whole life being a work colleague or someone you know as yeah. an associate, and you never actually meet them. Yeah, that's right. I mean, if you're listening to Tradio right now, we do have a Facebook page. We need to get the likes up. <laughs> so it is yeah, yeah. facebook.com slash Tradio podcast. So let's yeah, do They might dump us otherwise. Yeah, I'm <laughs> not getting enough likes for taking <laughs> Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, that will wrap it up for us today. Episodes every two weeks on a Friday, the next one, December the 3rd. So do come give us a like, facebook.com slash Tradio Podcast. You can email us as well, tradiochat at gmail.com. You can also get us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Echo and Alexa devices, your Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I can see you now, mate. Finally, if we're going to wrap up the, pod- the podcast now, I can finally see you. You've just switched on your light <laughs> yeah, no, I just turned the light on because I was starting to go blind and couldn't see anything so <laughs> yeah well I couldn't even see it all I could see was this outline of you my silhouette yeah anyway timely because it's the end of the episode episode 6 thanks so much for tuning in wherever in the world you're listening and I'll leave you with this thought for the day if you pee in your dream and actually wet the bed that's technically a dream come true <laughs> Catch you December 3rd, mate. Oh, I'd catch you later, mate. Trading.